Hello and welcome to Texas State Choirs Today. I'm your host, Jonathan Babcock, and today we'll be speaking with Samir Savant, director of the London Handel Festival. The Texas State Chorale will be performing as part of the London Handel Festival Messiah Reimagined project, bringing together choirs from across the world. This performance is being released on April 5th. Let's talk to Mr. Savant about the project. Samir Savant, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing today? Yes, great. It's a real pleasure to be here, Jonathan. Thank you so much. I know you're in a busy time right now, so we appreciate you being here. You, uh, but to start the interview, uh, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your work with the Handel Festival or anything else? Sure, sure, sure. So I've been a festival director of the London Handel Festival for the last five years. Um, I am a trained singer, so classical music has been in my blood since I was little. Um, and uh, prior to the London Handel Festival, I've worked in arts and heritage organisations in London for the last 20 years. So amongst the places I've worked, the Royal Academy of Arts, uh, Shakespeare's Globe, uh, Handel House Museum itself, the, the house where Handel lived on Brook Street uh, here in London. Um, and my last job before I took on this commitment was as development director at the Royal College of Music. Ah, I see. Uh, you mentioned just a moment ago that you worked for another Handel group. What is it about Handel? What, what, what draws you to, to Handel and wh what makes Handel great for you? Um, I, um, so I've been singing Handel since I was a child, so I'm very, very familiar with the big choral works, you know, I, th I think I've, I've sung Messiah as a, a soprano, alto and tenor, I haven't quite made it down to bass yet, but give it a few more years. Um, so I, I, I knew the kind of big choral works, obviously I knew the, the big orchestral works uh, since I was a child and always loved them, um, and it was working at Handel House, the, the house that's now a museum where, where Handel lived, that kind of made me fall in love with him as a man. Um, wow. He's a really interesting character and obviously a wonderful composer that wrote um, these very approachable pieces and incredibly powerful emotional operas as well, you know, and, and as a singer, Handel's music for the voice is just sublime and it's just beautiful to sing. The melodies are lovely. Um, his understanding of the human condition and the human voice is, is wonderful. Um, but that year that I worked at Handel House, uh, I really discovered this amazing character. I mean, he, here he was, he, he came from Germany. He made London his home. He could have chosen any of the capital cities of Europe. He spoke five languages, so he was very cosmopolitan. Um, and our impression of Handel, uh, I feel like the public impression, is of this kind of grumpy German who <laughs> ate too much and drank too much. And actually, the reality of Mr. Handel is much more nuanced than that. He was, yes, he was grumpy, but he was also incredibly kind and generous uh, and nurturing of all his, uh, all the people he worked with. And, um, you know, well, one yeah, of the he, most significant performances of his was the founding founding hospital where he did messiah so you, you see his charitability there 
Absolutely. And, and as someone that's come from a fundraising background, I really admire Handel's commitment to raising funds for you know, those who are more deserving, I suppose. Um, so yes, his link with the foundling is extraordinary. Um, yeah, I, I just really I, I warmed to, to the man and I keep discovering new pieces by Handel. Um, it's extraordinary. I just kind of think, how much could he have written? You know, I think I've, I know everything. And then suddenly, on you know, I'll be listening to the radio or on Spotify and a piece will just pop up and I kind of think, wow, I never knew that. And the, the sheer heart-stopping beauty of some of this music is just extraordinary, I think. It really is. And it, he's one of those composers that you can hear one measure and you know it's Handel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we probably know what the piece is. <laughs> yeah, you know, people that are well well versed in it. So Handel is such a wonderful uh, composer and uh, and uh, honorary son of England. Uh, you've started the uh, you did not start, uh, excuse me, uh, but uh, there is the Handel uh, the London Handel Festival. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about the festival when it started and why? What, what's what's the history of the London Handel Festival? Sure. So it actually started back in the late 1970s. Um, and actually, there's a parallel story with Shakespeare's Globe as well, because it was the same for, for Shakespeare. But uh, in Shakespeare's case, he had a very high profile um, ambassador in Sam Wanamaker. Um, and in Handel's case, Dennis Darlow, who was the musical director at St. George's Hanover Square, uh, which is the church still exists, beautiful Georgian church where Handel himself worshipped. And Dennis thought it was a great shame that there was no kind of permanent um, recognition of this amazing man that came from Germany and made uh, London his home. And by the way, he was, you said, honorary Englishman, but he was very proud of being English. He changed his name. He was Hendel with an umlaut, and he changed it to much more anglicised Handel. And he was Georg Friedrich, and he became George Frederick. And, you know, he was incredibly proud. He, he wrote the four coronation anthems in 1727 for the coronation of George II. And Zadok the Priest has been performed at every single British coronation since. And Handel was very proud as part of that process to become, you know, uh, appointed as the, 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 the composer of the king's coronation. He had to become a British citizen. And now <laughs> I can tell you this because I, I wasn't born in the UK. I've become naturalized. I've become a British citizen. I was born in India. But um, for me, it was a question of filling out a few forms and, and, and paying my fee. And I became a British citizen. For Mr. Handel, it was an act of parliament. <laughs> they actually passed an entire act of parliament to naturalize the naturalization document. And if you go to the House of Lords on a tour, they very proudly bring out this document. It's the most he's the most famous person to have been naturalized. 
Mr. Handel. So, right. sorry, I'm digressing, but no. the, the festival started in the late 70s with Dennis Darlow, who thought it was a crying shame that, uh, that Mr. Handel didn't have this more permanent recognition of, of everything he did in, in London and, and for the UK. And we very much see him as a British composer. Um, uh, apologies to all the German listeners out there. Um, but he did spend most of his adult life in London and wrote most of his important works here. Um, and and really, it's been going since then. Um, when I took over five years ago, um, we've got a very loyal audience and a great audience who really love their handle. And basically, um, it's uh, a kind of four to six week festival that happens in March and April every year. Um, we have around 40 events, including in most years, a fully staged opera, um, oratorio, often we're choosing the less lesser known Handel oratorios, um, and our international Handel singing competition. Uh, this year we had 170 applicants from 36 countries, including several from the United States. Um, and, and lots of kind of chamber recitals, insight talks, guided walks, even the odd film screening. So it really, if you love Handel, it really is a kind of one-stop shop to get a whole pile of Handel in one go. But equally, if you're just dabbling and you just want to hear a bit of Handel to see how it sounds, there's lots and lots of concerts. It's all very approachable. There's very kind of rare, rarely performed pieces alongside the really popular stuff like the Water Music and Messiah. And do they all come from the church in Hanover, St. George's Church? Um, the majority of the concerts are at St. George's Hanover Square because that's that's obviously Handel's church and we feel the spirit of Mr. Handel in there and it's a great, um, you know, draw. Um, however, we do work across London. Um, we've recently started a partnership with the Royal Opera House. So the last two staged operas we've done have been in the Lindbury Theatre at the Royal Opera House in partnership with them. We also do concerts at the Wigmore Hall. And in my time, I've expanded the range of venues we work with. So we work with St. John Smith Square, beautiful Queen Anne building in the heart of Westminster, uh, very near the Houses of Parliament, in fact. Uh, and I've added in venues like the Charter House, which is an old Carthusian um, um, monastery that's been converted into this kind of beautiful building. Um, and Mr. Handel would have been there because his great friend and collaborator, Johann Pepusch, another anglicised German, um, was organist there. So I've tried to find other venues to work with and also really quirky venues as well. I mean, possibly the, the listeners in Texas wouldn't know this, but there's a, a in South London, Peckham is a really kind of cool um, up and coming neighborhood. And uh, we've taken Handel to Peckham uh, with an amazing uh, gig with Festival Voices, um, who are a Baroque ensemble and choir working with an electronic music DJ, mixing up kind of electronic beats and Handel. And it, it was just terrific in this kind of disused warehouse in, in Peckham, amazing. So really uh, trying to take Handel into unexpected places as well. <laughs> which is so perfect. You know, we, we, we have become so interested in performance practice and such but i think there's other ways to experience this music and think of it in a different creative way uh, also things like that bring in new audience it, it, you know especially the the area that you're uh describing i would imagine that's not a big hub for classical music so to take something to the people that that's that's rather than them coming to some stuffy concert hall or something that scares people away. I think that's fantastic. Everything I've uh, 
read and seen about the London Handle Festival, it, it is a very impressive uh, uh, festival and congratulations on that. Thank, thank you. That's very kind. And yes, for, for our Handle Remixed um, concert in, 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 in Peckham, um, you know, 90% of the people were under 30. And, you know, it, these people are gold dust for most classical music promoters because we're really trying to keep the industry alive. And I don't think it's inauthentic. Of course, it's wonderful to have the London Handle Orchestra, our resident orchestra, all play on Baroque instruments. Uh, and it's wonderful to have the, this authenticity and the, 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 the academic research that's gone into performance practice. But I still, I don't think I'm being inauthentic or disloyal to Mr. Handel because he himself was a great innovator. I mean, Messiah at the time was a shocking piece of music. You know, it was uh, it was very controversial. Um, and I like to feel that we're keeping that pioneering spirit of Mr. Handel going, including with this Messiah Reimagined project that obviously um, you and your singers are involved with, Jonathan. <laughs> so excited uh, during the winter break to receive an email from you. And just for our listeners, you and I don't really know each other. This is, this is so far as well we know until you get to come to Texas or I come to London, uh, inviting the Texas State Chorale to perform as part of your Messiah Reimagined project. Uh, would you uh, just describe the project and what's happening? Sure, 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 sure. So normally we we present uh, our annual Messiah in St. George's Handel Square, Handel's Church, and it's with um, <clears throat> the London Handel Orchestra, with our soloists, who are often alumni from our singing competition, and the church choir of St. George's. Um, but back in July, I was thinking there's no way I could do this in December because um, uh, the UK was still under a lockdown. So, and I was kind of thinking, how, how can I um, go about this? And personally, as a singer, I'd sung in a few virtual choirs, including with Ralph Allwood, who I know you've interviewed as part of this series. And, and yes. he was the person that introduced me to you, of course. And Ralph, I've known for many years. And I sang in one of his virtual choirs with the Rodolphus Choir. And they did a beautiful choral evensong, which is, uh, I hope, still available on YouTube. Absolutely stunning piece. Um, and I was really amazed by the technical prowess of this project. And I went to Ralph and I said, I really need to know who the, the technical team were behind this. And I was introduced to... Alex James and Matt Norris, who are actually now the technical team behind Messiah Reimagined. And I was kind of thinking, so we have this constraint that we can't perform in the church, but turning that into a virtue by thinking the orchestra and the soloist could all be in the church and they could be what, two metres apart from each other, which is our requirement here in the UK. Uh, and they're all safe, but I can't have the chorus as well. So why not turn it, this on its head and actually go out to the world and recruit partners that can form virtual choirs as part of this project? And as you know, Jonathan, but maybe your listeners don't know, the inaugural version of this took place on the 3rd of December and it's still available on our YouTube channel. And the orchestra all played live and we pre-recorded all the choirs. So there were loudspeakers in the church 
playing the choirs through the playback and the orchestra were all playing along live. And the miracle of technology that we'd, we'd got these digital choirs, like these virtual choirs pre-recorded, and we mixed that. So it all became a blended version. So it wasn't a straightforward live stream. It was the orchestra and the soloists performing live intermingled with the digital content that had all been pre-recorded and all live streamed across the world. I mean, it was just extraordinary. We, we worked with um, Classic FM, the major national broadcaster of classical music here in the UK. And I know they're, they're known in the States as well. And they have a, a following of millions. And we were very, very lucky to have them as our live stream partner. And we, we, we've, we've had 260,000 views from all over the world. I mean, all the, yeah, all the English speaking countries, but also the Philippines, India, Uzbekistan, most all these people tuning in and loving Messiah, really, especially with this, these choirs. And and uh, obviously, Texas State Chorale is one of 15 choirs this time. I'm delighted. Last time it was all British choirs. This time we've got four, five from North America and one from Germany and lots from the UK and mainly young choirs, lots of choirs like your own that are students who are often singing this piece for the first time. And it's just wonderful to see their commitment and their enthusiasm and their excitement for the piece, which comes across in the performance. So I'm, I'm really thrilled that you're part of it. And I'm really excited for the 5th of April. We, we had such a good time. It, uh, I loved this. It was a challenge for me. I like to be challenged because I'm not used to following a click track. I know now that I don't like it because I want to set the tempo. <laughs> I want to do the, do that. But just lining that all up, making that work, thinking about it, it was a challenge for all of us. Yeah. And 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 also I'll I'll add, you know, we've been in the same situation. You have obviously we did uh, each choir we have here did one performance last semester, but we just recorded it and uh, our video recorded it and, and released it, which is very anticlimactic about having a concert. But doing this project, you know, to do this video, we all got in our tuxedos and our special dress. It felt like an event. It, it really felt like we were doing what we're used to doing it and what we're supposed to do. It was very special for us to be a part of this because we're severely lacking in those special moments right now. So th this was absolutely, as soon as I got your email, I was like, yes, 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 please. <laughs> I would like to do that. No, that's terrific. And, and you know, the pandemic has been an awful thing for all of us, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dying, so much loss, so much grieving. I mean, just as a society, we've been forced into a completely different way of behaviour. And, you know, that that's it's not been good for us. But the one thing that has come through is this the over, you know, the, the overwhelming humanity that connects us all. And, you know, how would I ever have met you, Jonathan? What I wouldn't even be on this call with you if it hadn't been for this this particular um set of circumstances and we know that coming out of the pandemic of course we'll go back to live music that's what people crave both the musicians and the audiences but we're going to keep on going with Messiah Reimagine because how else could I connect to a choir in Japan or a choir in Australia or a choir on the west coast of the United States you know it, we want to keep this connection going. And uh, we did the roundtable discussion a couple of weeks ago, and I enjoyed meeting the other directors and making contact with them. The, 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 
we always think of chorus or choirs as a strong sense of community. So that you are expanding our community by bringing us in touch with all of these other choirs around around the world. I mean, it almost builds a little bit of a kinship. And uh, it's, it's also, we, we wouldn't have been able to met, meet. I would have not been able to take Corral across the o- ocean to actually do this in person with you. That wouldn't be possible. So the, the, the whole idea is, is uh, just brilliant. It's brilliant. And, and we're happy uh, to, to be a part of it. Uh, so uh, this year, are there going to be other elements of the festival that our listeners might want to do that are going to be broadcast? Um, yes, we we um, um, uh, we we're hoping in this country to come out of lockdown in June, and uh, the the big kind of um, summer opera festivals in this country are all kind of announcing their seasons. So Glyndebourne, Garsington, Grange Park. Um, so we're hoping to do stuff in October. I mean, we have an obligation to do certain things. So we had 170 people enter the singing competition this year. Um, and we've uh, we've done a digital screening round and reduced that to 90. But we still need to have a first round, which is behind closed doors, but live. Then the semi-final and the final, which are actually part of the festival. So that all needs to happen. Also, the, um, the finalists from our previous year's singing competition are guaranteed like a, a, a recital in the next year's festival. So we've got four singers from last year who are waiting for their recitals. Um, but in addition to that, I mean, I already had the 2021 London Handel Festival planned in January 2020. The theme was Handel and the Grand Tour. It was going to explore Handel's early years in Germany and Italy and how they continued to influence his later works, including Messiah. There's a lot of his Italian stuff in there. Um, and yet, and then, you know, two months later, March, we had to shut everything down. Uh, and that's continued for a year. We've not been able mm-hmm. to do, you know, um, uh, live performances, really. Um, so we're, we're going to try and reinstate as many concerts as we can in October. And the one thing we have learned is that, you know, there is a big online audience for these things. So we do want to film as much as we can and stream as much as we can. So hopefully if, our, if, if, you, if your listeners, uh, you know, sign up to our mailing list or subscribe to our YouTube channel, they will, they will see the, the content coming out. And uh, what, what would be the YouTube like just ha- London Handle Festival, as that's how they'll find those. Yeah, if they search London Handle Festival in YouTube, hopefully you get ours. And and key amongst all the the, the things available there is um, the Messiah Imagine from the third of December, and indeed the Zoom discussion you were talking about, Jonathan, with you and the other North American um, choral directors, Ed Jones from Harvard and Lizette Canton from Ottawa, are on the call with you, I think, and with mm-hmm. our own Lawrence Cummings. Um, so that's all available to view to view on YouTube.
we should talk about Lawrence Cummings, the the musical director. Would you would you give us a little bit of this? Uh, he will be conducting the Messiah Reimagined kind of he already has. He set the tempos and all. Tell tell us a little bit about his background. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of his wonderful, wonderful colleague to work for and such a talented musician. I mean, he he was an organ scholar at Christchurch, Oxford, and then studied at the Royal Academy of Music. So he's always been a very accomplished keyboard player and then really developed his um, speciality as a Baroque conductor. I mean, he's conducted uh, all over the world. Um, you know, he conducts in opera houses as well as concert halls um, here in the UK. He's, you know, guest conducted many leading ensembles, including the Orchestra of the Age of Enlightenment, the Academy of Ancient Music, where he's also now become the permanent musical director and uh, the English concert amongst uh, many others. Um, but for, I mean, aside from being a wonderful human being and a, a lovely colleague to work with, uh, I really respect Lawrence as a choral conductor. Uh, I, um, as part of the festival, ordinarily, we've done in-person come and sing events. And in fact, the last one we had, which was in 2019, we did six choruses from Messiah. So you, you know, you turn up in the morning, Lawrence would tutor you. And that was actually with a, a live um, amateur Baroque orchestra. Um, and, you know, we had a couple of hundred people signed up for that. We couldn't actually fit any more people into St. George's. And then at the end of the day, everyone sang these choruses. We had a couple of soloists come and do some of the, the arias as well. And everyone sang these choruses in, you know, with, with this Baroque band and with Lawrence. And Lawrence is amazing with amateur singers. I mean, he is so patient and so inspiring. And, you know, for, for someone like me, a very experienced choral singer, I just love singing for him because he always brings something that you never thought about before, whether it be about the way you shape a phrase, the way you breathe, something in the text, you know, and being such a passionate and committed Handelian conductor, he's always got something to say about the music or the text. And, and often, People ignore the text, I think, at their peril. And Lawrence really brings that out. And, you know, I've joked with him before because, you know, our sing come and sing events sell out, but we can't suddenly have thousands of people turning up because it loses that special kind of connection with the conductor. And as it is, the church is full, you know. Sure. And so I've, I've, I've joked with Lawrence before that if, if only I could bottle him, I could really make a success of this thing. And, and here we have... Messiah reimagined, you know, where um, certainly the, the, with the choral partners like your own choir, it's a slightly different experience. But we've got another choir, a sing at home chorus of completely of amateur singers um, who are from across the world and lots of people from the United States and Canada in there. And they get an extra special thing. They have to pay. It's, there's a fee to, to join. It's, 25 pounds so it's very affordable around 30 dollars um but as a result of that they also they they get the backing tracks like you did and they get lawrence conducting like you did but they also get a downloadable lawrence video and that's really where lawrence comes alive in in these kind of rehearsals um and and they get to access these um, zoom events we've been talking about the, the the discussions so i i think you know every amateur singer out there should really try and experience the working with such an enthusiastic and and uh, passionate and knowledgeable advocate for handel uh, as lawrence i mean even if you've sung Massar a million times before please come and sing it with us and uh, and really enjoy that authenticity of working with the baroque orchestra and this amazing man <laughs> Not far from now, I have a sabbatical coming up, so I think I might be heading your way to 
check out the London Handle Festival because this is a, it's so creative and so so imaginative. Samir, would you tell us the information on the performance? When will it be happening and how can we access it? Sure, sure. So Messiah reimagined the next uh, iteration. So we already did it on 3rd of December. The next iteration is on Monday, the 5th of April, Easter Monday. Um, and it's at 7 p.m. And that's local time to London. So by then we'll have switched clocks and we, we move to our British summertime. So it's 7 p.m., which will obviously be in the afternoon for most people in the States, if not mm-hmm. the morning, if from the far West Coast. So people can access it through, I mean, they should just uh, look at our website. Uh, if you just Google London Handle Festival, make sure you spell handle correctly, please. Um, <laughs> E-L, not L-E, uh, London Handle Festival um, on the on Google. If you just Google it, you'll come up with our website and it's just under what's on there on our calendar and you can pre-register for the event. You don't need to pre-register, but it just means that you'll get more information from us in advance, including a downloadable program. Um, If you just want to tune in on the day, either go to our YouTube channel, again, search London Handle Festival on YouTube, or look for us on Facebook. Again, just search London Handle Festival on Facebook and kind of like us. Or there is actually an event on Facebook that's set up already. So if you search London Handle Festival, Messiah Imagine 5th of April, it will come up with the event and then you can attend as they say on Facebook, in 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 you know, and and we look forward to to seeing people. Um, the four soloists we've got are amazing. They're all alumni of our singing competition, um, and I'm sure two of them will be known to US listeners. So we've got uh, Lucy Crow singing soprano, and she sung at the Met. Um, we've got Yestin Davis, probably the most famous countertenor of his generation. Wow. Um, Yeah. And and Yestin, so I sang as a choral scholar at St. John's College, Cambridge. And Yestin was actually uh, a treble at the time when I was there as a tenor. So I've known him for for decades. Oh, my goodness. He's he's still a really... Yeah, he's a really lovely uh, singer. Um, And then our tenor and bass are Nathan Vale and Edward Grint. So a really, a really fantastic lineup of soloists. Um, and so- and the, the solos are just as fantastic as the choruses. Yes. It, it, it is just hit after hit after hit. There's not Absolutely. one piece in the whole set that is a snooze. It's just, yes. a, it, it's just great. And we're doing, um, we're not making any significant cuts. So it was interesting. We had over a thousand comments on the 3rd of December from all around the world, people are expressing their appreciation. And some of them did say, it was really nice that you're doing the full version and you're not cutting this. So we did do, there's that beautiful soprano aria um, just before kind of worthy Islam, which is um, if God be with us, who who can be against us, uh, if God be for us, sorry. And absolutely stunning, absolutely heart stoppingly beautiful. And this moment of, utter calm before you have the the monumentality of worthy is the lamb you know
Um, so we, 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 we include that. And we also include that beautiful little duet between the alto and the tenor, O Death, Where Is Thy Stink, which is then followed by the chorus, O Death, Where Is Thy Sting? And traditionally, people leave these out, but we, we're keeping it in. But all the, 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 the big favourites are there. He was despised. I know that my redeemer liveth. The trumpet shall sound with Baroque trumpet. So, you know, they're, they're all in oh, there. No they valves are. on the trumpet. Wow. Indeed. That, that's going to be exciting to watch, too. Just going back, a, a comment on leaving, I know that my redeemer liveth. It's the point of the whole piece. I always get angry when somebody cuts that out because that aria kind of sums up the whole thing, the whole aesthetic and purpose of the piece. So yeah, that one, if whoever's listening, don't ever cut that one out. <laughs> no, don't cut that one out. <laughs> well, Samir, it has been so nice talking to you again. I, I do look forward to you and I meeting in person sometime. And perhaps we can do another project together. I, I, one thing that I've appreciated about working with all of you is you've been so organized and you've given us all the information that we've needed we've you know there there's been no hunting or pecking or i guess you you you've you've really prepared us as well as you could so uh, it, it, it it's an impressive company all the way around so congratulations samir and uh we're all looking forward to april 5th Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you for inviting me to chat with you. And I really hope we get to meet in person soon. I really feel I've got to know you over these past months and really warmed to your wonderful, warm personality. And I, I look forward to meeting in person before too long. And uh, once this is all over, we're all going to want to travel all over the place. So <laughs> maybe I'll come to London just to say hello. Yeah, yeah, that would be really nice. Cool. Thank you all so much for listening today. I've been talking with Samir Savanta of the London Handle Festival, and we will be coming out with another episode very soon. I'm Jonathan Babcock, your host. Thank you very much for listening, and keep singing. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Texas State Choirs Today. Texas State Choirs Today is a production of the historic Fire Station Studios in the heart of downtown San Marcos. Our producer is Lucas Phillips, our recording engineer is James French, and our technical advisor is Mark Erickson. I'm your host, Jonathan Babcock, and this has been Texas State Choirs Today. <laughs>